Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Hunter from uh, Cleveland Rocks. And look what I got behind me here. It's a Gracie. Hi, Gracie. Where you going? I don't even remember what band this is. This is Great White. This is the band I was trying to think oh, about yeah. earlier. They were a cover group for uh, they were they started as a as a Led Zeppelin cut. No, 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 no. Oh, God damn it, cat! Get out from there. Uh, the cat's behind the monitor. Kill me quickly. The Great White. That is correct, and that was oh, now it all. Now it's all clicking again. That was why I put it on this. Because they burnt down a venue <laughs> with their pyrotechnics. <laughs> Oopsie. Oops. Uh, yeah. Hence the fact that pyrotechnics were no longer allowed in bars. <laughs> Every band's got to do it. All right. So, what number were we on? I I did uh, seven. No, I did seven. Uh, probably your number six then. Well, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five. I only have five left. 
So I think I'm on my number five. Because I probably did one of yours and we crossed that one off. So, I mean, I've, I've, I'm on number six. However, I only have five left. So. Okay. Well, do your number six and then I'll do my five. Okay. Well, technically this is my number five. This is, and I don't, I was torn on this one because I don't exactly think it qualifies for a sitcom but it had a great influence on my love of british humor and quirkiness um these guys had 76 episodes between 1970 and 1982 these guys actually were in a radio comedy show with john cleese uh this was created written and performed by tim brooke taylor graham garden and bill oddy and this is a show called the goodies wow did not make my list have you ever heard of it no okay it is an older show I don't know technically if it is a sitcom or not. It it may be more of a Monty Python style variety show, but um, the goodies are a three man agency whose motto is do anything, anytime. Let's give the series carte blanche to do whatever it pleased, which did turn out to be absolutely anything all with a cartoon like surrealism and a heavy reliance upon slapstick. So that's the storyline of it. Um, I My mom turned me on to this show. Uh, we were living in Atlanta, Georgia. So this was 70, 1974, 1975. Well, wait, when did they start this again? 19, yeah, so it was like 1974, 1975 when I got into this. I, I, I have pulled up a small clip if you would like to give me and this was the episode where the the they had sent off one of the, the the stupid guy of the group to it was like a jack and the beanstalk story but this beanstalk ran parallel with the ground and this mass destruction in this town and finally hit a mountain and went straight up and now it is this big competition to see who is going to climb the the stalk up the mountain so if I share screen and do that and share sound, oh, like I know what I'm doing. What the hell? Right, well, let's see how they get on with those piranha fish. Taking the early back. <laughs> and here's Mamma Heidi with his nuts. <laughs> well, Harold, and the goodies are wild in drunk. They've only got the buttered bean stalk to go. <laughs> They'll have to do better than this. One, 
Just some truly dumb stuff there, but it 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 has its moments, and and obviously they were on for a long, long time. It had a lot of episodes. They had some good stuff going on there. But like I say, it's well, kind of precursor for a lot of other British shows too. So go small, go away. There we are. So anyway, that was my pick. The goodies. All right. Number five for me, a show starring a lady, well, a lady and a man. Nicholas Lindhurst is the gentleman. The lady is Celia Imry. For those of you that are fans of Calendar Girls, she is the Muffin Lady. Excuse me? The movie Calendar Girls is about an older group of ladies who do a calendar in the nude. And Oh, yes, I do remember that movie. Yes. This, this one lady has the muffins in front of her, and her, <laughs> her big line is, I think we're going to need bigger muffins. <laughs> uh, also stars Ryan Sampson and Danny Harmer. Uh, how do you, how do you, I, I don't you know. explain this. Uh, <laughs> so single dad whose wife leaves him to go to Africa. And his name is Jimmy. Whilst his wife is in Africa doing her mission work and all that stuff, his mother-in-law moves in. Well, no doesn't re- good. She's just there. Uh, and the mother-in-law is, of course, played by Celia Emery. It's... Burke and I can relate to this very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, with that said, I'm just going to play it. Here you guys go. This is After You've Gone. Bye, Diana. Is that a prom? Good night, Mr. Venables. <laughs> night. Okay. What's going on? I don't know. I was with you. They're having a party. <gasps> a party? No. How how could they? How dare they? They're little scabs. <laughs> Molly? Alex? Molly? Hi, Gran. Just making coffee. Do you want one? What's going on? Don't know what you mean. Did someone leave this house dressed as a prawn? <laughs> Just 
just some guy collecting for the London to Brighton shellfish fan run. <laughs> so, how was your dinner? Nothing, Nothing happened. happened. <laughs> well, it was totally boring here too. What are these? <laughs> Brawn crackers for the Save the Shellfish campaign. <laughs> and what's this poor unfortunate creature? It's a cheesy pineapple hedgehog. Oh, Dad made it for my dinner. <laughs> it's my favourite. Yes. And it tastes as good as it looks. Not as bad, actually. Unless you're uh, lactose intolerant, but I know you're fairly broad-minded in most things. <laughs> Why don't you try some? Just one spine. Oh, for God's sake, how stupid do you think I am? Alex! I'm a teacher. I know the smell of teenage boy. In here, now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So she basically runs the house, even though it's his house. His house. <laughs> and, uh,. Yeah, it, it it's a it's a great show. Get a chance to go watch it. Anyways, that was my number five. Um, after you've gone, so sir, I guess we're up to your number four. Yes, yet another one with only fifteen episodes, which really blew my mind. Uh, this is between 1990 and 1995, written and starring one Mr. Rowan Atkinson. It's Mr. Bean. And being that this whole show was almost mime, showing video clips on here is going to be completely useless. But any show where you see a guy driving an Austin Mini while he is strapped on top in a recliner is okay by me. Uh, let's see. Matilda Ziegler was in this. Rupert Vassisnart. Howard Goodall. Richard Wilson. Not a lot of big names in this, but dear God, this was a funny show. And I'm not big on show you know me like adam sandler like when he's playing the straight man he's hilarious when he's playing goofy he's not but rowan and mr bean walked that fine line between stupid and being the smartest guy in the whole area so i there's just some great stuff i mean they're showing a clip there where he's playing golf through a kid's playground and the ball lands in the kid's ice cream and he hits the ball and the ice cream and they both go away. But anyway, no, it was just, 
funny, funny show. Did this make your list? No. Wow. Okay. No. Like I said, we've definitely got some different tastes. I have a funny feeling that that there's only one left on my list that will probably match one of yours. I know my number one is not on your list. Okay. Number two, probably. Well, we'll we'll see. Alrighty then. Uh, we're up to your number four. My number four. <clears throat> Alrighty. Stars. Patricia Rutledge, Clive Stewart, or uh, Clive Swift. Jeffrey Hughes. I gotta put my glasses back on. <laughs> Judy Cornwell, Josephine Tucson, Mary Millar, David Griffin, Jeremy Glittens, George Webb, Marion Barron, David Jansen, Shirley Stelfox. Any of those names ring a bell to you? A bit, but I'm not 100% sure on them, so. Well, here, this will explain it. Storyline. Hyacinth Bucket. Whose name, she, that name. <laughs> whose name she insists is pronounced Bouquet. Bouquet. <laughs> continually looks for opportunities to climb the social ladder. Though she's wedged on a rung just below her sister, Violet, who has a house, swimming pool, sauna, and room for a pony, which every time she answers the phone, that's what she says. But she is just above her working class sister, Daisy and Rose. Hyacinth's passion for flawless entertainment unnerves her neighbors her neighbor elizabeth who is often invited to the bucket residence for coffee uh, this show is called keeping up appearances stars patricia rutledge as hyacinth bouquet ran 1990 to 1995 you will hear me say several lines from this show <laughs> like minding the pedestrians different things like that it's freaking brilliant and the best character i think on this show is her brother-in-law onslow who wears a wife beater all the time and does nothing but drink beer and watch tv i like him already <laughs> every time she doesn't want him to show up because of an event that she's holding or something like that he shows up <laughs> i have a little clip here it is the best of hyacinth explaining her name All right, here we go. You need to share. Oh, there you go. How do you spell bouquet? B-U-C-K-E-T. <laughs> B-U-C-K-E-T. 
Oh, bucket. <laughs> it's bouquet. I'm afraid he won't be aware of very much, Mrs. Bucket. Uh, bouquet. It's very kind of you to invite us, Mrs. Bucket. It's bouquet, Vicar. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that for me? It says bucket on the envelope. It's bouquet, B-U-C-K-E-T, bouquet. The accent on the second syllable. Ah, ah Mrs. Bucket. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Richard Bouquet, we have a reservation. What was the name again, please? Bouquet. Uh, that's spelled B-U-C-K-E-T. <laughs> oh, Bucket. Yes, we have a bucket. Pronounced bouquet, dear. Hello! <laughs> Good morning, Mrs. Bucket. Okay. Is this the bucket residence? Well, there are two schools of thought about that. She pronounces it bouquet. But it's spelt bucket. <laughs> Good morning, Mrs. Bouquet. Get <laughs> our bouquet. Ah, good morning, Vicar. Uh, ah, Mrs. Bucket. Uh, bouquet. <laughs> Mrs. Bucket. Bouquet, bouquet. Bucket. <laughs> oh my gosh you can definitely tell where Hedy lamar got his affectation from that's headley <laughs> so uh richard her husband anytime he drives somewhere she'll she'll be sitting next to him and she'll be like mind the pedestrian and the pedestrian is like four blocks up. Her, her husband will just turn, look at her, and go, minding the pedestrians. <laughs> Great half hour of uh of entertainment. And her friend Elizabeth. Her friend Elizabeth comes over for coffee. And uh one of the things that that she always what what she always what uh hyacinth always talks about is 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 oh yes it's my royal doodleton with hand-painted periwinkles on it <laughs> and and elizabeth gets so nervous every time because it's it's this expensive china you know that the good that china she ends up dropping the cup Every time, and spilling coffee everywhere, and, and Hyacinth's only answer is, "I knew I should have gotten you a mug." Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's brilliant. It's and nobody likes her. So, like when she goes to church functions, they're all trying to pass Hyacinth off on somebody else. Oh, oh, here comes the bucket woman. <laughs> Anyways, that is my number four, sir. 
Very we're, nice. We're up to whatever number you're on. I don't even know. I, I have three left. So I will uh oh, I will go to my number three. This one found on MTV of all places. Uh it only had once again 12 episodes. Uh this was 1982 to 1984. Uh Adrian Edmondson, Rick Mayle, Nigel Planner and Christopher Ryan were on a show called The Young Ones. And it's basically four college students who share a house in North London. Vivian is a violent punk rocker who smashes everything to pieces. Rick is a political fan of Cliff Richards. Mike is the serious, bossy, cool person. And Neil is the depressed hippie who does most of the cooking and cleaning of the house. And his only desire really is to commit suicide. Um, They have this crazy Russian landlord, Jerzy Balowski, played by Alexei Sale, who also had a fairly decent stand-up later on in life. He was pretty good at stand-up. This show is so out there sometimes. And the really fun thing, and let let me find this here. Ah, uh, da, 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 no, 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 no. I'm going to do this from memory then. So this show always had a live performance from a band right in the middle of the show. Reason being is BBC would not pay for a comedy show, but they would pay money for a variety show. So if they had one musical guest on there, they got paid lots of money and could keep going. And they had, um, oh God, I, I, I wish I'd written this list down, but like um, Madness showed up a couple of times, House of Fun and, and things like that. Um, oh my God, I believe, let me look this up. Who were the musical guests on the Young once nine below zero radical posture madness dexies midnight runners why do you only give me a couple of these ranking the young ones musical performances the damned motorhead ace of spades uh, <laughs> rip rig plus panic dexies madness nine below zero ken bishop madness John Ottaway. So they had a lot of really interesting music that just showed up and they were on the show. It wasn't like a secondary clip or that. They kind of like just came out into the show and started singing. And it was hilarious. Vivian, oh God, I, I love Vivian to death. He is this punk rocker who's got these like general stars shoved into his forehead. Um, at one point in time, they are playing a game of hide and go seek in the house the new house that they go into and the hippie very tall skinny kid uh hides himself in this wardrobe but he keeps going backwards and backwards ends up in narnia (laughs) um at one point they the same character the vivian actually hits him on the head way too hard 
in his garden out back and kills him but they bury him and then he sows himself and grows into a new person it is the most bizarre hilarious violent thing um jennifer saunders made two guest appearances on the show uh and saunders and adrian edmondson were actually married um who else has shown up in this show don french robbie coltrane stephen fry hugh laurie tony robinson emma thompson terry jones and norma lovett have all shown up on episodes of this show so quite a bit of good dna in that crowd um that was my number three pick for you it was a phenomenon to be experienced basically did this one make your list or not no that's uh, all right no, no. <laughs> uh my number three stars jeffrey palmer moira brooks moira brooker sorry <laughs> philip brotherton jenny funnel frank middlemass and probably the most recognizable person dame judy dench gotta love her the show is called as time goes by and filmed from 1992 to 2005 extremely dry humor which i love yeah, that knows. that is basic that's her cup of tea right there <laughs> lionel hardcastle and gene pargeter were lovers many years ago at the time of the korean war they are separated by a misunderstanding but meet again by chance when lionel needs a sec well actually uh he needs <coughs> he needs a secretary from gene's firm and he meets gene's daughter judith and takes her out on a date oh god <laughs> this this is when he starts to realize that his long lost love is her mom is her mom <laughs> uh the two reunite and fall back in love with each other and it's i think the reason that i fell in love with the sitcom is that it's an older gentleman like we are who gets into a situation of having to date again at a at an older age mm -hmm. and it's it's hilarious to watch i mean <laughs> he's so not used to it um and over the seasons they end up getting married and and all that but the the one episode there were like two episodes where they were going over lionel moving or uh lionel and gene moving in together and lionel has an apartment she has a house okay well the one episode is Lionel 
thinking that Gene's moving in with him in the apartment. <laughs> and she's thinking he's moving in with her. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a clip for you. This is uh, Lionel when they think he's going deaf and needs an ear trumpet. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, Lionel. <laughs> do you know what that fool in the pub has just told me? No. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. You're all in on it, aren't you? Well, let me tell you something. I am not a boy. Look, nobody said... Sorry. And because I am not a boy, my knees crack if I stand up too quickly. I've been known to doze off in front of the television. And believe it or not, I admit to missing the odd word in a conversation. But I am not ready for an ear trumpet yet. Have you finished? For the moment, yes. Well, firstly, no one said anything about an ear trumpet. Secondly, you are not missing the odd word. You are missing more and more words all the time. Rubbish. No, Mum's right, Lionel. This morning, when I asked you if Mum was in the kitchen, you didn't even answer me. Well, that's because I didn't know. Well, what about when I came in last night? I said, I've been to a rugby match. And you said, yes, I did. England won. Well, they did. Oh, really? Look, before we start oh, really consider this. I think that all three of you have got unnaturally soft voices. Oh, oh yes, you have. <laughs> it's a wonder I hear anything at all with you whispering all the time. You're doing it again. Well, really? You're all right. What about when you're here on your own watching television? You have the sound up full blast. That's the BBC's fault. The sound level's never the same for two programmes right. <laughs> Stop making silly excuses and face up to facts. You're making it sound like an accusation. We all care about you and we want to help. There's simply no point turning a blind eye to your hearing. Is that a mixed metaphor? <laughs> I know what it is. You know and I know. Consider this. Oh. Consider this. If I'm supposed to be getting deaf, why are we having a conversation in which, despite your soft voices, I have heard every word that you've said? It could have something to do with the fact that not one of us is more than four feet away from you. Exactly. Judy, stand over there. Sandy, stand over here. Oh, really? Uh, don't you start. <laughs> now, Judy, say something. Well, say what? I don't know. Just say anything. <laughs> All right, I didn't hear you. Nor did I, actually. <laughs> Something about this afternoon? I just said, I think it might rain this yes, afternoon. Yes, well, say it in a normal voice. Oh, I didn't ask you to whisper. I think it might rain No, this you've afternoon. already said that. Well, I'll never get Sandy What's to say Sandy? something. Um, why do rugby club dances get boisterous? Well? Something about oysters. Boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um yeah. It is it's a great show. Um I I watch all this I watch all the seasons and I just start over again every every time. <laughs> it's it's a great show. Now Lionel's father is an eccentric uh daredevil basically 
and he's oh, older Lord. he's older than Lionel so he's constantly <laughs> riding motorcycles skydiving all God. this stuff just crackpots man and and his his father's maid is constantly shooting at people because she thinks that they're always trying to break into the country home. Um, <laughs> that is as time goes by starring Dame Judy Dench, who I love. And, uh, oh, I love Jeff her to death. Joffrey Palmer. <laughs> All right, sir. What is your next? This one <clears throat> Had 25 episodes between 1983 and 1989. There were four distinct uh, series, uh, four seasons, each set in a different era and yet having the same cast members with the same names. Um, some of the people that have shown up on this show are Brian Blessed, Stephen Frost, Peter Cook. Miranda Richardson, Hugh Laurie, Miriam Margulies, Tom Baker, Rick Mayle, Robbie Coltrane, and Nigel Planer. This is a series called Black Adder, starring Ron Atkinson, Tony Robinson, and Tim McKierney. Did this make your list? No. Dear God, man, why not? Brilliant show. The the four different eras makes it even funnier to to sit back and watch. Uh, the the Blackadder with Hugh Laurie is incredible. I, I love the fact that most Americans know Hugh Laurie from House and yeah. assumed he was an American, no. and I'm like, no, he's British. I've seen him before, and and it's it's funny as hell that. Like people know Ron Atkinson as Mr. Bean, the kind of goofy goofball, blah, blah, blah. And Hugh Laurie, they know him from House as the sarcastic guy with the best lines. This show is the exact opposite. Hugh Laurie is the poof, the idiot. And Ron Atkinson has some of the most scathing, sarcastic lines ever. Now, the first season was very different from the other three. They were they're trying to gain their traction. I believe Rowan wrote a lot of the stuff in the first season and gave it up because it was just too much to write and act and everything. Um, but his uh, sidekick Baldrick at that point was the smartest person in the room and Rowan was not. And then they flipped that completely around for the other three seasons and it worked brilliantly. Even Rowan Atkinson was not entirely fond of season one, but uh, I, I, have a small clip that i pulled up about uh i have a cunning plan <laughs> so share sound and share that screen please mtop dr johnson your highness ah dr johnson damn cold day indeed it is sir but a very fine one for I celebrated last night the encyclopedic implementation of my premeditated orchestration of demotic Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> no, didn't catch any of that. <laughs> well, I simply observed, sir, that I'm felicitous. 
Since during the course of the penultimate solar sojourn, I terminated my uninterrupted categorization of the vocabulary of our post, Norman Tunn. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds damn saucy, you lucky thing. I know some fairly liberal-minded girls, but I've never penultimated any of them in that solar sojourn. If I had to been given any Norman Tunn. <laughs> Sir, that the doctor is trying to tell you that he is happy because he has finished his book. It has apparently taken him ten years. Yes, well, I'm a slow reader myself. <laughs> Here it is, sir, the very cornerstone of English scholarship. This book, sir, contains every word in our beloved language. Ooh. Every single one, sir? Every single word, sir. Oh, well, in that case, sir, I hope you will not object if I also offer the doctor my most enthusiastic contrafibularities. <laughs> contrafibularities, sir? It is a common word down our way. Damn! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm anaspeptic, phrasmotic, <laughs> even compunctuous to have caused you such pericombobulation. <laughs> No, Blackadder did not make it on my list. I'm sorry. And and his stupid sidekick, Baldrick, is always coming up and going, Sir, I have a cunning plan. And it's always something so stupid. And oh, I actually, I and I, I think I may like the fourth series the best, which was took place in the trenches in World War One. Um and ended on such a sad note, but it was just a really good series. Anyway, that that is my number two. That was your number two. That was my number two. <laughs> I only got one left, man. You have to you have to catch up, man. I'm on my number two. Sweet. Uh, I had a tough decision here. Um, do you want to do this with only three minutes left or do you want to take no, a quick know, break? Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll do my number two and Burks and my number one. Then we'll get our butts out of here. Sweet. Uh, yeah, we'll be well. Nope. Everybody hang on. Because Scott needs to do this and this and this and this. And we'll be right back.
Tears for Fears for you. That may be my third favorite song from them. Uh, probably, ooh, I don't know. I have, I have a whole bunch from them that I love. Uh, but this is in my top five. Oh yeah, easily. <clears throat> I was into a lot of their older stuff. Mad World. Oh. Love that song. <laughs> I actually saw them in concert like five times now. Very and nice. One of the times was at Mandalay Bay in uh, Ooh. in Las Vegas. And the stage that they played on literally is built in their pool. So if you want to get close to the stage, you're getting wet. <laughs> uh my sister and i went to that concert and sat out on their fake beach 
just oh oh great great <laughs> show great show um ooh, yeah we'll have to do a tears for fears deep dive because that's an interesting band i mean yeah yeah definitely when curtis smith left the band they actually still had some really big hits after he left. But when he came back, it kind of enhanced those. Yeah, it got a little bit better, yeah. Tunes. I I, I love Curtis Smith. Uh, Roy Orsable is an incredible songwriter. And uh, Curtis Smith is just a musician and a half. They're on YouTube look up curtis smith he does one of the tears for fears songs with his daughter oh really and it's just instinct incredible um but we'll definitely we'll we'll go into that on another show right now i've got two shows left well you do your number two then number two is probably your number one, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, Derek Jacoby. Ian McKellen. Uh, no, I, oh, shit, I don't have these guys on my list. Damn it. No, they're not on my list. Francis De La Tour. Uh, this is vicious. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because I've only watched one episode so like i don't have a really uh, i i can't put it on a top 10 if i've only seen one but there's just fucking amazing <laughs> um so vicious is is two gay men living together married whatever you want to call it uh ian mckellen plays a shakespearean actor a gay Shakespearean actor, older actor. Uh, th- th- nothing like typecasting there. I mean, for God's sakes. <laughs> who's who's constantly waiting for his agent to call him for another show. And it, it's probably my favorite episode in this whole thing is when he was like, he, he's he's sitting there talking about how he knows Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, I'm going to invite her to the New Year's Eve party. I think it was the New Year's <laughs> Eve party. I'm going to invite her to. And nobody believes him. Nobody believes him whatsoever. They go through the whole show. And the last clip is Judy Dench calling him on the phone going, you didn't leave an address for me to come to. <laughs> <laughs> now, this series probably hits us a lot harder than it would most people you really need to have done theater with new york actors to get the whole experience of the i'm gonna go to hell and people are gonna hate me the aging queen syndrome of a lot of these actors that you've you know met in the past uh because it's it's so overly dramatic and everything like you know they break a, a teacup and it's just like oh the it's like you know dr smith 
<laughs> lost in space. They have a dog. And you never you never see the dog. <laughs> it's got to be a poodle. But the dog the dog's like 95 years old or something like this. <laughs> it never moves and they are constantly just kind of pushing it around the kitchen and all that and talking about <laughs> is it dead yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh they have people over all the time and and uh like i said um francis de la tour is in the show as their best friend and they just treat her like shit whenever she <laughs> comes over <laughs> If you don't know who this lady is, Harry Potter, she plays the uh, lady who is the escort for the women's group in the Goblet of Fire episode. Uh, oh, she's the she's the headmistress yes. of the female academy. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, let, okay, I got to stop you real quick. Have you ever seen a show from the seventies called? Hot L Baltimore. I don't think so. This this show reminds me a lot of that because this is in their apartment. But Hot L Baltimore was this really bizarre show that was way ahead of its time in this hotel that people lived in, and they had a gay couple, and they had the hookers, and they had, but like all these characters that would come and go in this apartment really remind me of this show quite a bit. So anyway, please go on. Well, the storyline for this is the show tells the story of partners Freddie Thornhill, Sir Ian McKellen, and Stuart Bixby, Sir Derek Jacoby, who have lived together in a small central London flat for nearly 50 years, constantly picking each other apart and holding on to petty, petty slights for decades. Freddie and Stuart are always at each other's throats, cracking snide remarks aimed at each other's age, appearance, and flaws. However, underneath their vicious, codependent fighting, they have a deep love for one another. Freddie and Stuart are often joined by their feisty best friend, Violet Crosby, played by Francis de la Tour, and Ash Weston, who is played by Ewan Rayan, R-E-R-H-E-O-N, their younger upstairs neighbor. The best parts are when uh, Derek Jacoby's mother calls because she doesn't know that they're gay. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> it is downright hilarious now you made a comment earlier uh, i'm sorry you made a comment earlier and i said this is going to come to fruition later in the show <laughs> This is vicious. I love you so much. I love you so much more. Jesus Christ. 
It's like a car crash. You can't take your eyes off it. It's so inspiring. You've both been together so long. How do you do it? Well, I mostly attribute it to the fact that he won't leave. When the time comes, I'm going to so enjoy unplugging you. You're joking again? Yes, ha ha. <laughs> what a delightful laugh you have. There. Isn't irritating at all. Are you sure we can't get you a proper drink? Oh, no. She never drinks. Isn't that right, Chloe? It's true. And nothing could give me more of a high than being with Ash. Have you tried cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the, cocaine the earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I picked this. Now, the other gentleman was in the second or third um oh god the the vampire lichen movies um oh dear god oh help me out what was he in uh let's see here Derek jacoby uh is known for gosford park dead again anonymous gladiator uh which one was the he played like one of the ancient vampires inside nine say your prayers brain cells the crown uh underworld okay was he was he an underworld let's see here have not what year was that well there were a number of underworld licks he was in endgame really yeah played rudolph agnew um, the world film series oh dear god so what's his what's this gentleman's name again yep underworld right there underworld okay. evolution he plays corvinius Yes, he's one of the three original vampires. That's right. Uh, he was in Gosford Park. What did he play in Endgame? Endgame. Find that one. Okay, Endgame. Rudolph Agnew. Dear God. And he was one, two, three, four, five. Uh, he was bottom build, so he was not in it that long. Bit part. Yeah, a little bit part. Um, but he was knighted huh. by Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and what else would he? Tomb Raider. Lay Miz. Mm, okay. Muse, The Crown, uh, Romeo and Juliet. He was the narrator. Okay. Good Omens. Oh, there's another show that I should have had on this. <laughs> um, Good Omens stars 
uh, Doctor Who, David Tennant. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, he plays uh, he plays Metatron. That's right. He's coughing. Please forgive us. Dude, I'm telling you, this draining's killing me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but his big big role was um Probert Probert in Gosford Park. Gotcha. Uh that was his top build. He's been around for a long time and he was a Shakespearean actor. Uh did oh, yeah. a lot at the the um what is the name of that theater? The big round one that Shakespeare actually used to play in. Uh, brain uh, cells are not activated. Sorry, cannot tell. All right. Well, there you go. Stratford? No, it wasn't Stratford. Um, it's, it's in London. In the West End. And it is still set up in the... Um, traditional shakespearean round gotcha i want to say that it's the roundabout but that's not it uh anyways he was knighted in 1994 for his services to the theater (laughs) and he is in fact only the second to enjoy the honor of holding two knighthoods danish and english oh my for his uh his work in the theater uh ian mckellen do i really need to go into detail on ian mckellen no no that's just kind of a given (laughs) is one of the most recognized actors uh his his bit parts are magneto and gandalf i mean Oh, come on <laughs> do you really you know we've already done our deep dive into the the tolkien series lord of the rings but lord of the rings would not have been lord of the rings without ian mckellen as no, he was he, he was the glue uh, even in the hobbit series he was the glue that held it all together yeah it, just an incredible actor he got when did he get his knighthood? Let's see if it actually lists it. Um born in nineteen thirty-nine. Holy crap, is he old? Uh, <laughs> he began working in theater. He's like sixteen. Yeah. His he was most notably a Shakespearean actor. Oh yeah. Th- uh, there were not many roles he didn't play. 1990 Queen Elizabeth II knighted him for his efforts in the arts. Uh his biggest roles that he played were King Lear which is one of the toughest roles oh yeah in shakespeare to play um he was in harold pinter's no man's land and he was also in sam beckett's 
waiting for Godot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, for me, a theater freak, I, oh, I love He theater. ticks off all the boxes and then some. But Waiting for Godot was the first show that I did. I did that at the Sandra Fines. No, I did that with a Newgate Theater in Providence, Rhode Island. We did it at the Sandra Feinstein Gam Theater space. But that was the first big review by a New York reviewer that I ever got. Oh, wow. And the the reviewer who normally doesn't like anyone talks specifically about the lighting. That show, well, Waiting for Godot takes hap- takes place in two days. And what I did through the show is e- each act's like 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So I literally lit a, or uh, built a light cue that was a half an hour long. And it created <laughs> a sunset along the ceiling. And uh, in act two, one of the characters goes, oh, it's dark. So it's an immediate bump cue like like you're going through the sunset sunset the ceiling's changing from yellow to blue over your head and it's like at this this orange and he goes oh it's dark and all of a sudden it just goes blue it's it was hilarious <laughs> anyways waiting for godot has a huge place in my heart and to have ian mckellen play that is yeah. that's that is the shiznit, a great guy. And have you ever tried cocaine? <laughs> I'm going to kind of wrap up around to that Hot L Baltimore show I was telling you about. I'm mm-hmm. just going to give you a quick cast rundown. Uh, James Cromwell, uh, Richard Masser, Conchetta Farrell, uh, Bernie Capel, Charlotte Ray, Dick Van Patten, Phil Leeds. Uh, it, it was this bizarre. Like, my parents wouldn't let me watch this when it came on TV because I was too young for it. But just a lot of lot of big talent in that show. Anyway. Alrighty then. Get rid of you. Get rid of you. Get rid of you. All right, sir. We are up to your number one. My number one didn't make your list. Although it had 74 episodes between 1988 and 2020. Um, Hugh Laurie actually auditioned for the part of the lead. Uh, this show I found on BBC or on uh, PBS by accident. Uh, this is Red Dwarf. Um, Chris Berry, Craig Charles, Denny, John Jules, Robert Llewellyn, Norman Lovett, Hattie Hayridge, Chloe Arnett uh, were the big people on this show. It had a lot of different iterations, and they always they always somehow made it fresh and funny. Um, like at one point. Holly, the ship's computer, says, you know, I'm Holly, the ship's computer, with an IQ of 6,000. That's the same IQ as 6,000 PE teachers. Um, 
Yeah. And one time they're on Starbug and the uh, asshole of the group says, set up for red alert. And the robot goes, sir, are you absolutely sure? It does mean changing the light bulb. Um, and then Rimmer would always pop up these bizarre space core directives thinking he's sounding all eloquent and and he goes, Crichton, are you forgetting Space Core Directive 1742? And the robot goes, 1742? No member of the Corps should ever report for duty in a ginger toupee? Well, thank you for reminding me about the regulations. I can't see how it's pertinent for our present situation. I have, I just, I have always loved this thing, man. The, the toaster killed me. You know, the very first episode, the, the computer is trying to tell this, this, the last human in the universe that everyone's dead. And, and he's just, you know, he's, he's naming off all these people. He was, you know, well, Kachansky. Yes, Dave, they're all dead. Da, 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 da. Yes, they're all dead. They're all dead, Dave. They're all dead. They're all dead, Dave. So what you're trying to tell me is they're all dead. It's, it's, it's good stuff. I do have one clip about the toaster. If you'd like to, let's see, share sound, share that screen. And go. Crichton. Crichton, what are you doing, man? I've just repaired the toaster, sir. Well, I've nearly repaired the toaster. Oh, no, man. Dismantle him. You don't know what the little bleed is like. Well, I've read all the documentation, sir. He's simply a talking alarm clock who provides his owner with early morning toast and light conversation. Not this one. This one's mental. Sir? He's defective. He wants everyone to eat toast all of the time. He's obsessed with it. And if you don't want to eat, like, 400 rounds of toast every hour, he throws a major wobbler. That's what caused the accident in the first place. What accident? The accident involving me, the toaster, the waste disposal, and a 14-pound lump hammer. That explains why he was down in the garbage hole in 3,000 separate pieces. And nothing. He always says, howdy-doodly-do. Drives your spare. I mean, what the smack does howdy-doodly-do mean? Yeah, well, just trust me, sir. My motives will become clear. Howdy doodly do. How's it going? I'm Talky. Talky Toaster, your chirpy breakfast companion. Talky's the name, toasting's the game. Anyone like any toast? Look, I don't want any toast, and he doesn't want any toast. In fact, no one around here wants any toast. Not now, not ever. No toast. How about a muffin? Or muffins. Or mu we don't like muffins around here. We want no muffins, no toast, no tea cakes, no buns, baps, baguettes or bagels, no croissants, no crumpets, no pancakes, no potato cakes and no hot cross buns and definitely no smeg and flapjacks. Ah, so you're a waffle man. <laughs> See? You see what he's like? He winds me up, man. There's no reasoning with him. If you'll allow me, sir, as one mechanical to another, he'll understand me. Now, now, you listen here. You will not offer any grilled bread products to any member of the crew. Now, if you do, you will be on the receiving end of a very large polo mallet. Hmm. Can I ask just one question? Of course. Would anyone like any toast? <laughs> I love for I love for a dwarf. Uh, the cat, <laughs> the cat is my favorite the cat, character. The cat's the best. <laughs> Absolutely love the cat. Uh, the, it, it it it's great because for a long time it's just you know the four of them, and then Crichton joins the crew. At one point, Holly goes from being a man to a woman. Um, there's an episode where they land on a planet where time goes backwards 
and it ends up with the cat having to take a crap but unfortunately when time goes backwards the crap goes back into the cat dude it oh god so much fun so much fun anyway that was my number one i love that show to death all right my number one let me go back a page so that i can get to it (laughs) stars people like peter capaldi emma chambers james fleet well does i mean these are people in the show i'm not gonna say stars (laughs) orla brady carol mcgreedy trevor peacock james fleet gary waldhorn and dawn french no guess uh, when you say Peter Capaldi, my mind instantly goes to Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, Not exactly a situation. Uh, well, it's funny, but I wouldn't call it a sitcom. Uh, let's see here. Let's see if there's anyone else in here that you might know. No. Let me read you the storyline. The 100-something vicar of the small English village of Dibley has passed on. A new vicar has been requested for a replacement. What they get is Geraldine Granger, a non-traditional, chocolate-loving, rock-and-roll-playing vicar. (laughs) That is not what gets the citizens of Dibley in an uproar, though. It's because she is a woman. (laughs) Still, that doesn't stop Geraldine from proving her worth to the village. After time, the villagers learn to accept her. With the exception of influential David Horton. This is the Vicar of Dibley. As I said, starring Don French. Yep. This <laughs> this came out the same time that the French and Saunders show came out. So, uh, 1994 to 2020 was the years that this came out. It's absolutely brilliant for somebody who grew up in Medina. <laughs> a small town where everyone knows everyone and you have farmers that are not afraid of talking about the shit that's on the walls in their barn <laughs> it was nominated for 11 BAFTA awards it was nominated for 17 awards total not just BAFTAs uh, 6 wins the comedy writing is hilarious the the, there is it's very weird for myself as a catholic to watch a vicar who's allowed to date and stuff like that because (laughs) the dating situations she gets herself in are wow peter (laughs) peter capaldi plays a producer for a television show 
And during the Christmas lunch special, he comes back and asks Geraldine's in love with him. And he comes to the door and he's like, well, I'm, I'm asking you to marry me. And she's, she gets all excited. She's like, oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. And he's like, all right, hang on one second. I'll be right back. He goes out to his car. He comes back. She's getting all dialed up. She has this uh, uh, tiara on that says somebody loves me or something like that. <laughs> and he has a girl with him. Mm. And he's like, this is my girlfriend, oh. Aoife. I want you to marry us. And she just, no, you're not. Of course you are. Of course you are. It's the funniest, <laughs> funniest uh, rough. I've ever seen. Um, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna play you a clip from the Christmas lunch incident. Uh, a little bit of context with this. She gets invited. It's her first year there. She gets invited to five different people's homes for <laughs> Christmas lunch. She goes and eats it, all of them. All of them. (laughs) So her verger, uh, uh, Alice, is the second house that she has gone to. Uh, And that's, that's what this clip is from. So here is a clip, ladies and gentlemen, from the Vicar of Dibley. Guess what mum's cooked up for us today? Oh, would it be turkey and 16 veg? Don't be silly, not for Easter. It's Christmas. Is it? Of course it is, you nits. Why am I wearing a cardie with a large bunny on it, then? I've been meaning to ask you that all morning. Ah, I've heard wonderful things about your cooking, Mrs Tinker. Have you? Yes, I have. Have you? Yes, I have. Oh, you have, have you? A table, a table. (coughs) Now... For what we may be about to receive, may the Lord make us truly thankful. Amen. Now then, just before we start eating, I'd like to tell you a little story. It's about the lovely, kind woman who's a vicar. Oh, just like you. Yes, and because she was trying to be kind to her parishioners, she agreed to have three different sets of Christmas lunch. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Isn't it? Yes. I mean, the first lunch, well, she was okay. By the second lunch, I mean, she was trying to manage to get it down. But by the time she got to the third family, you know, she was absolutely stuffed. Was she? Yes, she was. Was she? Yes, she was. Ah, she was, was she? Yes, she was. She couldn't eat another bite. I bet the thought of one more slice of turkey made her absolutely sick. I bet it made her absolutely sick. Did it? I bet it did. It did, did it? Yes, it certainly did. But since the third family was where her absolute best best friend lived. Oh, like I'm your best friend. Yeah, she decided to tell her best friend all about the three meals problem. Oh, good idea. Yes, because she knew her best friend would take pity on her and say, hey, you don't have to eat all that food if you don't want to. Just have a cup of tea instead, you know, to help her out. Oh, that's why it's not like me at all. No. No? No. Because if she was my best friend, 
And we cooked a meal for her, like we cooked this one for you, and it turned out that she'd eaten already. I'd just cry and cry. My sister would cry. Look, she's crying already just hearing the story. And I'd probably be scarred psychologically for the rest of my life by this dreadful turn of the train and deceit. Right. Well, we better tuck in then, eh? Tuck in. Well, this starter is stuffing. Bowls of stuffing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye, everybody, and thank you so much. Very interesting chat, Miss. <clears throat> All right, Vicar of Dibley. It writing in it is absolutely brilliant. Um, Richard Armitage was in this also, who was in the Hobbit series. Yes. Um. Liz Smith was in it, and Liz Smith plays the crazy lady on the city council. And she would bring food to every council meeting. <laughs> but it was like it was like lemon curd with tripe. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> he played Grandma Georgina and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I, I just it's it's brilliant. Now Roger Lloyd Pack plays Owen. Owen Newitt is uh, the farmer that that during the the Christmas lunch episode, uh, the vicar Dibley, Don French looks at him and says, "Hey, do you mind listening to my sermon?" so that I can make sure that it's it's okay. And he's like, I've got plenty of time. All I have to do is muck the poo off the walls. <laughs> and uh, he sits down, and she starts into the sermon, and on the second line he goes, well, that muck's not going to stay there forever. i got to get over <laughs> That he was also, he was in Fiddler on the Roof, and played Barty Crouch in Harry Potter. Yes. Yes. Uh, Trevor Peacock, Jim, plays Jim Trot. He has a speech impediment. And so whenever he's asked a question or something, he'll sit there and go, no, 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 yes. He talks at the one time about being on a game show. <laughs> oh, God. And they asked him a question. He goes, but I lost. And he said, well, what was your answer? And he went, no, 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 no. Yes. Yes. But, but the answer was, was no, 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 no. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a great comedy. I had to put it at the top of my list. I play the Christmas lunch incident every year at Christmas. <laughs> it it's just hilarious uh to me. All right, sir. Uh but yeah, that was it. That's it, man. This year, number one, my number one. We made yeah. it. We made wow. it through all ten without slurring or anything. This is awesome. 
it was it was very weird <laughs> oh you can't hear that sorry no <laughs> um that was very weird i i don't think we've well yeah we're not we're not too far away on time nah hang on <coughs> oh my thank you That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> a little bit of yellow in the background here. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, we're, we put out a new show every Tuesday and Thursday. Or at least try to. Um, I've been pretty good. I've been on time. I don't know what my uh, what my schedule's going to be like here soon. Things are changing at the uh, at the golf course. The course golf of golfness. Course. Um, but we have next week completely random, random obscure, obscure facts. facts. <laughs> <laughs> 20 each <laughs> gluttons for punishment yes um the week after that's gonna be movies that can't be made anymore there's a ton of them out there too man and there's some like really good flicks oh yeah most of the good ones actually and then after that is favorite museums or science centers. I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to that show more yeah. than anything else right now. <laughs> because there's, I go to museums religiously, uh, especially when I'm touring. I like to go and take a little bit of time to get away from the show after it's set up and everything so i'll go to a museum when whenever i can you'll probably have a little more extensive list than i do but uh oh my list, all right my list goes from toronto vancouver uh all the way around the united states so i'm I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, we still have our our pick ten video clips show coming up. That uh, should be that should be a lot of fun if we can make it through it. <laughs> we are we are already calling it Drunk Fest Two. Because <laughs> if you laugh, you take a shot. I don't know who's going to make it through that show. Is water allowed for shots? No, no. Damn it. No, and it's 10 video clips for each person. Oh, God. And we go until the last person finally gives up. <laughs> <sighs> or we go until Scott goes, 
oh, I'm done. So <laughs> y'all can just get a bend. Uh, I'm pressing end now. <laughs> um, I was so torn on that show because I, I told you earlier, I was like, oh, we should have done You Don't Know Jack. Um, I, we can say that, man. I mean, I mean, we could still do You Don't Know Jack in its place. I don't know. I've, like I said, I've already got one person set up with the funny clip challenge. So I, I think we should roll with that. Uh, that's going to be a funny show. Uh, we'll make sure that we post links to every clip that we use. I hope maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just post the video. <laughs> that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> we get in trouble for that one. <laughs> Plumber. Plumber comes tomorrow. My lawn will leaky quit faucet leaking. fixed. Um my air conditioner comes tomorrow. Oh shit, my ass is vibrating. Hopefully, it's your phone. Otherwise, we got some talking to do. Oh, do you get these? So, I just got a text message and it says, your membership is on hold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, scam messages. Yes, I get those quite a bit. Hold on. Hold on. This, this, this gets even better. This is the best English I've ever seen. <laughs> To using your to using your account as normal as normally you need to update some trouble with current building. Please click link below. Anything people anything that ends in dot US stay away from anything that doesn't end in dot com or dot net don't click on it we we have this stuff at work that pops up on our email every blue moon and it is literally from a it is hr that has hired this site and the site sends out these emails to us to see if we will click on them or not the, the first one was, it sounded pretty legit. It was like, hey, since you've used DoorDash, you have a free ice cream coming to you. And I'm like, I don't use DoorDash. So like I did a little, you know, like right click on the email address, blah, blah, blah. Found the domain and it is this, this teaching site for HR to send something. The last one I got was from Amazon. Yeah, that one's good too. The Amazon logo is upside down it's i'm like, sorry but your account's been suspended because you're missing such and like, such information like i don't think i've bought anything from amazon <laughs> it was like way worse than the first one I was like okay you got to be a real 
piece of toast to click on this link here, man. Dude, they're coming more and more often, though. And I'm like, my phone number is a business phone number. It's not listed. The only people that really have this phone number are my close friends. I mean, it's not even listed on the website. (laughs) Yet. Yeah. I, I've start, I had this one rash of phone calls and text messages. Like I got five in less than three minutes phone calls and texts together. I got to the point where I, I, I ended up throwing it back in their face. I answered them. Thank you for calling the internet help desk at Microsoft. How may I help you? And they're like, uh, is a Diana there? No, this is the Microsoft help desk. How may I help you? They're like, uh, all I, I have is this... Punjabis <laughs> or Patels. You, you want to play the game? We can play the game. <laughs> um, so my friend Seth is still alive, and I, uh, I, I texted him the other day. I said, I, I, I need to do your eulogy and he went hell fucking no my wife will not let it happen (laughs) damn it come on man i'm like man i would be real he said that's (laughs) the problem (laughs) i want a nice eulogy not yours no he, he actually he actually wrote back saying i don't give a fuck who speaks i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but he said she ain't gonna let it happen I went, oh, damn. <laughs> uh, brother is in las vegas yeah how's he doing i talked with him for an hour and a half last night oh wow would not surprise me if he's in prison again soon is he like not digging outside life oh no he's gonna kill my mother oh who he lives with oh oh, oh my yeah. oh yeah do you remember agnes uh, oh yeah oh yeah sure it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> The first thing out of my brother's mouth was, she will not do a shitting thing and expects us to do it all for her. And I went, hey, you could have moved to Texas. (laughs) You'd have to live with Bob, but that's okay. In a shed. They would still be better than than where you are now. (laughs) Hmm gonna be an interesting life huh people um yeah hey davis and davis we post links to all of our episodes there we post an episode guide and we also post stupid shit whenever we decide to write it and we also have the davis and davis for your merchandise needs has anyone ever bought anything from there hell no 
but okay. I've never had, I mean, we advertise it on the podcast and that's it. Okay. Once I get about six more shirts up, then I'm going to open up the advertising online. Okay. Um, but I have to come up with some funny shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the seven shirt is brilliant because it's us. The here's the thing. It's us. <laughs> now I've got to come up with funny shit that I can just slam onto Facebook and hopefully sell. Can we do what? anything with the, the races? The what? Put in bay? The race oh. of Putin Bay. That's something we'll have to talk with them about. Um, okay. I And the problem with the Putin Bay people is that they're all older. They don't, I mean, they don't communicate via email or anything like that. I mean, these are people that have landlines and only answer the phone when it rings. Um, so it's, it's very hard to try to deal with it. Like I'm trying to set up this year when they have their opening night banquet and all that stuff. Maybe we can get introduced and, and the, the drivers can see who we are so that if we come up to them, they know that we're, we're trying to get information or, um, interviews and such from them or legit, well, legit ish. No, my brother has learned how to text message. This is dangerous. Uh Oh, God forbid Um, he learns what an emoji is. Oh my gosh. I might have to make a, uh, Pinkerton or Pinkerington prison shirt. <laughs> I survived prison. <laughs> and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Wow. Sorry. Oh, sorry about that. I'm thinking about bars and, <laughs> and just yours and my eyes sticking out. <laughs> through the bars <laughs> just a couple more frequent flyer miles on our one-way ticket straight to hell there. Oh thank my you gosh well you know we've earned it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had the first class upgrade for 20 years now, so. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I almost did the, the, the prison episode tonight here at the end, trying to get Mike to, uh, to call in so that we could see if if the call-in thing works i mean we know it works we just don't know if he's smart enough to do it well we gotta remember how to plug your phone into everything to do it because all he has to do is call you well the thing is is that he well the thing is there's an actual number 
that's in our invite that he can call and it ties him directly into the show. Oh, cool. Okay. So I don't have to do any, you know, iPhone stuff. Yeah. Um, because if we did that with him, he'd be like, what, huh? What? <laughs> and honestly, if, if he's just calling us in from a phone, that works out better for him because he can't see the faces that we're making. Good looking out. <laughs> Fucking snorting. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> hey, Mike. What are your goals for the next few years? And when I find her, I will marry her. Never! And she I will be happy and my curse will be lifted. You can go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed! Or check into a psycho war, whichever comes first, huh? Sure, those three felonies won't stop that. No, no, no. <laughs> You're good, man. <laughs> Just do it. Keep pushing forward, man. Keep pushing <laughs> forward. Uh, Baskin um, Robbins always finds out. So, so one, of the, one of the guys at work found out that that my brother was getting out of prison and all that. He came up to me. He was like, hey, what's the uh, first thing that a newly released felon says to his wife? What? Why don't you come over here and clean the off my dick? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> okay. Gonna have to edit that in post. <laughs> Jordan's wedding is next week. What? Jordan's wedding is next week. And guess what, people? He let you in it? Right here on the Davis and Davis show. There will be an episode of the Showtech show put out. For those of you that don't know what the Showtech show is, we have a group of people that used to work together that we call the A-Team. We are all going to be in Jordan's wedding, so they're all coming over here to do a podcast. Oh, Wow. I went, uh, we don't have a show tech show podcast site, but I've got the Davis and Davis site. We could do it as a, as bonus content. They were like, hell yeah. God. So good thing the air conditioner is coming because four people in this room. That's good. You have microphones for all that. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I, I this studio is built for us to be able to have special guests. I have enough cameras. I, I it's built. I was short one microphone, and Jordan's gonna bring bring that. But I have 
three wireless mics that they can walk around, do whatever the hell they want. I have my mic. <clears throat> Jordan's bringing his. I have everything set up with drops, the whole thing. And Jordan's not touching the drops. <laughs> Why? Because he's better at him than you are? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell you say? Emotional damage. I have no clue what you're talking about. I will say Jesus. <laughs> I have to write uh, this guy. I have to write Mr. He. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love you, but, man. <laughs> I you're gonna you're gonna Rozak Mr. He. That's what you're gonna do. No, I'm gonna get him on the show. <laughs> I'm going to be like, dude, you have to come on the show. <laughs> you will get to talk for about 30 seconds. The rest of the time, it's all sound bites from the shit you do. <laughs> you get to talk to two wildly entertaining folks like us. Bueller. 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 The hell that's for white people. <laughs> Damn. I I feel so racist. I really do. I'm so sorry. Well, you, you know our uh, time clock ran out a long time ago, right? Well, I turned it off because I, we had like six minutes. Five. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Needless to say, our time is up. Um, what song is that? Dun, 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 That's the cure, isn't it? It is. I try to laugh about it, cover it all up with lies. I try to laugh about it, hide in my tears in my eyes, cause boys. I suppose we should wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, we're there. We're there. We've already given right. uh we've given the websites. Please listen to the shows from Ripper Red Circle. As well, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google, Google Podcasts. Podcasts. Spotify uh, Podcasts. Spotify. Yeah, we're on everything. It's a podcast. We're there, dude. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming and listening. Enjoy yourselves. We're out of here.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.